What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Top 5 at 5 with your host, Johnny Quest. Today is Monday, January 11th. Here's what you missed while you were busy watching NFL playoffs all weekend and getting lost in who's hired and fired. Well, if you missed the news this weekend, well, that's probably why you're here. Late last week and over the weekend, Democrats in the House threatened and as of today came through with two demands to remove trumpito from office early the first one has already been rebuffed they were trying to force pence to start the 25th amendment clause but republicans in congress didn't really let that idea move forward although pelosi is still giving pence the 24 hours the next threat they are following through with and that one is to introduce articles of impeachment against the donald a second time if it goes through he would be the first president to be impeached twice again making history of course he can't actually be removed from office before january 20th when biden is inaugurated senator mitch mcconnell has already stated the earliest that they would hear arguments would be january 19th the day before so not exactly a winning move here and some members of the biden team are actually cautioning against this whole concept you see if the first hundred days of biden's presidency are all about Trump's impeachment trial, how much is Biden going to be able to get done? Speaking of which, the inauguration is expected to still take place. Same bat time, same bat channel, but they're already upping the National Guard presence to over 10,000 troops. It's going to be like a military style inauguration. It's going to look so weird since nobody's going to be allowed there. More insurrection, protest, and violence is expected. Although not just in D.C., but in all 50 state capitals, according to an internal FBI memo or you could just read all about it on parlor oh wait no you can't details in the next story So, Parler. What the heck is it? Why is it a big story today? Well, you see, a couple months back when Twitter started really going in on flagging the Trumpito tweets for false information and started suspending accounts of these prominent conservative influencers for lying about things like the vid. Well, a couple of famous rich ones decided to get together and start their own Twitter slash Facebook style social media stuff. It'll be free and full of free no controlling of what people say on here and it looks nice like a real website in an app unlike you know 4chan or 8chan or 8coon or whatever the heck they last named it a place to be real and not stifled but get your full dosage of QAnon reports well what happens when you create these kind of safe space message boards the nazis show up i mean it's like the oldest rule of the internet and parlor yeah that's what they named the app after the french word to converse for some reason they didn't do much to stop the hate talk in fact a lot of the whole capital building raid planning took place on parlor among other forums and after that event more violent and more death threats consumed the site so of course someone hit the cancel button and google play booted them off the store first then apple gave them a warning to clean things up but then pulled them off of the store the next day and you know big whoop i thought they could always just turn themselves into a website and a web app right i mean unless they get booted by their host and it turns out well their host was amazon and they swiftly showed them the door so as of today parlor is completely completely down and they're suing amazon for this too why well one breach of contract and two they're claiming antitrust 
Now, that one's funny. See, they're alleging that if Trumpito switched ships and jumped over to Parler, that he'd steal away Twitter users. And so Amazon colluded with Twitter to not allow that to happen, which really makes no sense because both Twitter and Parler are Amazon tenants, or at least were. So Amazon would make money either way. There was no mention of the fact that Jeff Bezos was also involved with the Washington Post, which apparently doesn't like Trumpito, but I'm sure they were thinking about how to throw that into the lawsuit and just decided to pull it now the other idea is that it was a breach of contract which again doesn't make sense because apparently amazon has been sending them screenshots of messages and posts on their service that violate terms of service for multiple weeks and parlor has been slow to remove it if they even got around to it suffice to say this lawsuit doesn't seem to have much merit now check it i'm all for freedom of speech from both a government perspective and even with most private things. It's just that I think it starts to get a little muddy when these giant, extremely influential, albeit, again, private companies start to meddle into who gets to say what and where. However, I'm quite okay with this decision. Again, you know, buy your own server farm, run your own website. But Amazon has all the right to say, on my property, you don't get to be a safe space for the fiendish. So a couple weeks back during my sabbatical, word broke out about a hack so damn big that it's bringing IT security world to its knees. Now, not because it was so grand a scheme or so amazing how it was accomplished, although there are some cool points there, but really because of who it impacted and for how long. The SolarWinds hack seems to have hit almost every major government agency, and they'd been listening in for months, if not longer. Now, it was kind of cool how they didn't actually hack the government directly, but they hacked one of their vendors who the government was using, and that allowed them to get access to a whole bunch of encryption keys and view a lot of stuff. The full impact of this breach is still unknown. Now, they they didn't do anything. They just listened in, so to speak. Typical spy shit, which led most people to suspect the spy master, Putin and Russia, to be behind it all. Now, of course, they denied it, but today, proof was brought forth that points the finger directly at Russian intelligence services and the Russian hackers that they typically associate with. It all comes down to not exactly identical chunks of code, but the techniques that are used are very telltale. Quote, it's not a copy-paste effort. It's more like if I'm a programmer and I write some tools and they ask me to write something similar, I'll write with the same philosophy. It's more like handwriting. That handwriting or style propagates to different projects that are written by the same person, end quote. Now, you can check the link in the show notes for more nerdy details on what exactly was similar between this hack and previous ones. Lots of MD5 hashing, XOR, FNV1A, and mathematical functions for you nerds to dive into. Well, if it wasn't the pandemic right now, I might be finding myself in the middle of Las Vegas. Half drunk of tech hysteria, half drunk on actual drinks, maybe even some legalized cannabis. See, that's right. Today is the start of CES, the Consumer Electronic Showcase, the world's largest expo, where we usually get to see what all of the big tech players are planning on releasing or working on this year and into the future. And this year, however, of course, things are different. And the event, as all events, have gone 100% virtual. But there's 
still plenty of keynotes, plenty of announcements. There's a CNET live feed and tons of cool new gadgets to look at, but unfortunately not touch. So far, the biggest announcements have come really from LG with their new OLED screens, transparent televisions, and the first commercial usage of mini LEDs for backlighting a television. Now, there's announcements planned all week long from all of the majors. In fact, Samsung should be unveiling their new S21 device this week, if you're into that sort of thing. Anything new or cool comes out, I'll be sure to share later this week. In the meantime, check out some of the links below. And well, this might be one of the first of the week to catch my attention. I scream, you scream, we all scream for Keurig style personal soft serve ice cream cones. Yeah, a product by the name of Cold Snap is coming just in time for your summer pod parties. Maybe. There's no real release date yet. But as you probably guessed, it makes soft served ice cream using pods, just like your old Keurig. It also does frozen yogurt, frozen coffee, frozen smoothies, and slushy pods. And of course, there's even frozen cocktail pods. I probably should have led with that. Now, why the heck would you want this versus just going into your freezer and scarfing down an entire bucket of tonight dough? I have no idea. I guess you must really love soft serve. I mean, it ain't no Lugia's, but I also wouldn't have to drive five hours to get it. Anyways, I thought dipping dots were the ice cream of the future. Well, my beautiful people, those are my top five news stories of today. Only bonus news I have today is uh, that I hope none of you guys lost money in Bitcoin, but Bitcoin had a huge drop today. It was up at like 40,000 just on Friday and back down to like 30, 32,000 today. I mean, you could have lost a chunk. So be very, very, very careful if you out there messing around with the cryptos. Anyways, outside of that, just want to say thanks to all of those who are listening. If you're looking to be a member and support the show, link is in the show notes down below. Make sure you check us out at top5f5.com. Tell your friends to tell their friends to subscribe as well. And as always, remember, stay focused, stay proud, and stay dedicated. Dodge the rest and catch up with me. I got you with the news.